his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's 1034. You're listening to Steel Talking on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio. Geraldine Steele is out tonight. My name is Shaletta Brundage. I'm filling in. You can catch me on Saturdays from 11 to 2 on the Shaletta Show, right here on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio. My friend Jonathan Lowe is at our Minneapolis studio. I'm at my Cottage Grove basement studio, and that sounded like fight music. And I got to say, I'm fight mad because I don't understand why they are not allowing cameras in the courtroom for the trial of Kim Potter. She is accused of killing Dante Wright. Uh, said she thought she grabbed her taser when she grabbed her gun and fatally shot him during a traffic stop over an air freshener that was hanging from his rear view mirror. Uh, I I got a, you know, I had to call uh, Jules Porter, local Twin Cities attorney, and beg her to come on the show and and tap her brain um, and, and get the expert uh expertise that she has to explain this in layman's terms uh jill what is going on why can't we see what's happening i I mean i really appreciated being able to see the entire uh trial um when uh derek chauvin uh was on trial for killing george floyd i appreciated seeing uh the testimony of donella frazier and so many of, of the other witnesses i appreciated seeing uh, Shelvin's body language, uh, seeing the video of uh, George Floyd's daughter during uh, victim impact statements and, and his brother and his other family members. And I, I feel like, Jules, I feel like I'm being cheated and, and that I'm really not getting the justice that I deserve as a taxpayer. What the hell is going on, girl? <laughs> well, hey, Shelvin, thanks so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there were tens of millions of people that watched uh, parts of the uh, the Shelvin trial, right? So that, that Shelvin there's a real interest in transparency. The public wants to see and understand what's going on in the criminal you know, trial process. Um, so it's big. And Minnesota is in the minority of states that do not allow cameras in the courtroom per Rule 4, um, which, are the, which are the rules of court. Um, so that it is kind of odd. It's also Rule 4. You have to have first, both parties have to agree, including the judge, uh, that cameras can be allowed in this case. So in this case, you have the state who wants the cameras, and you have the defendant who doesn't want the cameras. You know, she probably doesn't want the same amount of scrutiny um, that Chauvin got. And of course, Chauvin didn't come across very positively. He came across as a bit stiff and cold. Um, 
So it's sort of understandable that she wouldn't want this, but it is it is frustrating. I do know that the uh, Supreme Court right now has commissioned a committee that are looking into whether or not Minnesota should change Rule 4, and they're expected to put out their report uh, next year in July. But that's uh, so not going to come in enough time. Change. I know, yeah. But there is, there is a little out that they gave in the order that uh, Judge Chu gave, which is, it seems that if this Delta variant really, really does pick back up and the Hennepin County, County Government Center has to close back down, there could be a possibility uh, that she might allow cameras in the courtroom for this trial that starts November 30th. Okay. And, and we just don't know what this variant is going to do um, from day to day. I, I, I mean, I've been watching the news and, and it seemed like it just snuck up on us because you know, we, we seemed like everything was going okay and, and things were almost getting back to normal. And then we start seeing 100,000 new cases every day for the past four days. And, and you know, the masks are coming back. And, and so you just never know what's going to happen. But, you know, as it stands, you know, just on the outside looking in as a regular taxpayer in the state of Minnesota, I, I just, you know, I, they say justice is blind. We know it's not, but I don't want to be blind to what's going on in the courtroom, Jules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the transparency really, really helped. You know, people were so interested. I mean, man, you had me on just so many times explaining different parts, which shows the interest that the public does have. Um, so it is really unfortunate. You know, hopefully Minnesota does change. I mean, even the United States Supreme Court has changed. They used to be totally closed courtroom, and now they're at least allowing audio. Um, so, you know, I guess we'll see is, is, is all I can say. But it is unfortunate because the transparency was good. It was like a breath of fresh air to actually um, be able to see what goes on, to see the procedures, and to get a better sense um, of the verdict and what it will be and seeing the evidence and being able to evaluate it and thinking it through ourselves, understanding, you know, um, the different rules of court and rules of evidence and things like that and the different standards that the prosecutor has to prove. I think that was super helpful for mm-hmm. people to get a chance to see that. Now, you always kind of break it down for me. Um, and, and so this is what I, I, I have a question. When, when somebody don't want me to see something, I think they hide. I think, okay, <laughs> if you don't want me to see, then you must be doing something that you don't have any business doing. So why would Minnesota say, you know what, we just, you know, this is our rule in our state and cameras aren't allowed in the courtroom. What is, what is you know, make that make sense. I mean, I wish I knew the history of this rule. Um, Perhaps I can do some research. You can have me back on and we can talk about what led to the drafting of this and why Minnesota hasn't joined the call to become a part of the states that do have that transparency. Because, I mean, are there, like, as as an attorney, um, why wouldn't you want cameras in the courtroom? Would it be to, to protect the, the witnesses? Um, is there some just some basic things um, that, you know, as an attorney, you would say, okay, well, you know, Shaletta, this is why we wouldn't have cameras in the courtroom. This is why an attorney wouldn't want cameras in the courtroom. Is it a, is a protection of a witness? Uh, you know, would that be something that, that would, you know, make a case for them? Well, the defense team did cite that. However, the rules basically say that, one, um, the if the order is given where cameras can be brought into the courtroom, you're not supposed to record the jury at all at any time. Um, the cameras can only be on when the trial judge is actually present, you know, in the courtroom. And if any witness does not want to be on camera, they can object, and then they will not be shown on camera, though their voice may still be heard. Um, so it does have that carve out and that caveat if a witness is afraid because I know there was the witness who uh, testified on Chauvin's behalf whose previous home was uh, 
was vandalized with like pig blood or something like that. Um, but witnesses do have a chance to opt out. Okay. And, and so how will we know what's going on? We're going to have to rely on the media at this point, right? We're going to have to rely on those artists who go into the courtroom and, you know, draw the pictures. And then basically the journalists who are allowed in the courtroom uh, writing it down. That sucks. Let's just go ahead and say what it is, Joyce. That absolutely sucks. And, and and this is why it sucks is because we know that there's another way to do it now. We saw the entire Derek Chauvin trial from beginning to end. We were invested in that. Um, it is our community. These are people that we know. And we felt like we had some closure. And we were able to move on. And we were able to see. And we were able to form our own opinions. And now we're going to rely on Sloan Martin in the newsroom. And, and Sloan is an excellent reporter. But Shaletta Brundage got a little sense, too. And I would just like to see what the hell is going on. That's very true. You know, the culture has definitely shifted. Now with everything being on Zoom, on Google Meets mm-hmm. and all this, and even court proceedings moving to Zoom during the pandemic, I mean, all the infrastructure is on place uh, to allow this to be uh, to be viewed uh, by everyone. So it, it is unfortunate. It is really disappointing that we won't be able to watch the, the play-by-play. Now, when um, we have a, a case like this, um, what's the first thing uh, that's going to happen? Because, again, I was, you know, I, I'm a journalist. I'm a broadcaster. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal expert. So when they told me the Derek Chauvin trial was starting, I thought, okay, we finna start with the opening arguments, and they're going to be making that case. But, girl, we're a long ways down the line from that. There's so much stuff that has to happen before that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to fight over what evidence is okay to be allowed in or not be allowed in, which expert witnesses will be allowed to testify, or that can even be declared as expert witnesses. Um, those are like your, your motions in limine and things like that. And then, of course, you have uh, jury selection. So they're going to you know look over what's the jury questionnaire going to look like. Are they going to do it similar to the Chauvin trial where they milled the jury questionnaire to prospective jurors beforehand? Um, or are they going to, you know, bring all the jurors in and, and, and question them there? So, and it was also unprecedented. I think the, the jury questionnaire for the Chauvin trial was like 16 pages, 20 pages or something like that, when usually it's about like one or two. So, okay. uh, you know, so they're going to get that together as well and, and get their questioning ready. So, there, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot happening behind the um, scenes that, that, you know, we don't know yet. Right. And and so when you look at this trial and, you know, the complexities of it and everything that has to happen, you know, what are we looking at? What's the commitment for time? Because we were all ready to ride uh, for Chauvin, especially because we um, we were able to see it. And so, girl, I know people that, you know, took vacation time and they were like, look, don't call me. I'm watching the trial. Um, You know, they built their day around that if they were working at night so they could watch it during the day. Um, you know, they were live tweeting and Facebook posting and Instagramming. I, I mean, we, you know, a lot of people really took a moment to appreciate the legal proceedings in all of this. Um, and, and our local lawyers became, you know, pretty much, you know, celebrities. They were on 60 Minutes instantly. They were making the circuit. I, I mean, you know, Donella Frazier got a Pulitzer Prize. Um, you know, one of the witnesses got a, a vacation and a new best friend to, what is it, Hawaii or California? California or something. I mean, people were able to connect with the people who were connected to that story. Yeah, and it is really unfortunate that now we're going back to having to read through transcripts to figure out, you know, what happened in, in court, you know, that day. Um, so, 
yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and, and and this is the thing with with you know with the technology that we have, and even you know our kids. A girl, if I said something to my kids about a sketch artist, girl, they'd be like, "Huh? What?" Because they're so used to having, like you said, access to computers, to real time video, whether it is um, whether it is Zoom or whether it is you know uh, Google Meets or Skype or or StreamYard yep. or whatever, you know it's instant and, and it's accessible, you know. To, Five, ten years ago, hell, two years ago, you you know, you had to have an account and, and you had to have a certain kind of camera and, and not everybody had access to that. But technology is changing so much that my five-year-old is shooting videos and putting them up on Facebook. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are part of this instantaneous culture, right? And like I said, all the infrastructure is there to allow this to be live streamed, right? I mean, even without bringing the press cameras in, you do have, like, the cameras in the courtroom that were installed for Zoom proceedings and things like that. Uh, so everything is there, but we just have this um, kind of outdated Rule 4 uh, that, they're, that they're looking at and, and trying to revise, and right now it is the law of the courts. So Girl, it makes it well, tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does. It, well, listen, we're going we're gonna to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I want to continue this discussion, and I also want to tell people about your video gaming company because not only are you a legal eagle and, um, you know, a, 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 a champion of uh, civil rights here in the Twin Cities, but somehow you're able to use both sides of your brain and you design video games. How is she able to do that? Jules Porter is going to tell us how up next. It is 10.50. It is still talking. Geraldine Steele is out tonight. My name is Shaletta Brundage. You can catch me every Saturday from 11 to 2 on the Shaletta Show right here on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio. And I have had this lady on my show so many times because she is so knowledgeable and can explain law and legal difficulties um, and make them as plain as day and give it to us in plain English. And I just can't thank her enough. Jules Porter, local Twin Cities attorney, um, is joining me tonight to close out the show. Now, before we go, uh, you've been talking about Kim Potter, uh, the officer accused of uh, killing Dante Wright. Uh, But what people don't know because you come on and you're a lawyer and you talk about all the legal stuff is it you have a gaming company you have a video gaming company you need to tell us about that oh man i do and i consider it to be a part of my uh, social justice work that i do here in the community uh so my video game company makes games for the playstation xbox nintendo um and we provide characters that are black and brown positive heroes very fun storylines we're putting our imaginations and our stories our folklore you know out there in the video game medium and we also teach high school students in 10th 11th and 12th grades how to develop video games and basically make them career-ready for the video game industry or other tech industries. Uh, so it's a really, really awesome program, the work that we do. And just recently, I, I don't know if you know about Mita, they have a million-dollar challenge every year for about the four past years. And yes. Seven is a finalist. So we are very excited about that. So there's a big pitch um, on September 21st, um, the big competition where the 12 finalists will basically have a Shark Tank-like pitch, um, and we'll see who... Who comes out on top? 
girl we are going to be praying for you and your video gaming company because that would be amazing not only do you put out the video games but like you said you give young people an opportunity to get involved in tech and stem and developing uh, these characters for the video games how important is that for you to reach back and help young people and, and bring them in under your wing it's so important because, you know, here in Minnesota, we have some of the greatest economic disparities in the nation. A family for our median income, if they're black, is only about $31,000 a year. If they're native, about $27,000 a year. And an entry-level video game developer with no college degree, uh, making video games for consoles, $78,000 a year. So just in one year, by learning these skills uh, throughout this three-year high school program, these students will be ready to make in one year what their family struggled to make in the past 2.5 years. And I think that is huge, and that's power. The other thing is, is keeping them here in Minnesota, keeping their tax dollars here, keeping their mentorship here, um, and just really building up Minnesota as just a hub for excellent, um, diverse tech talent. Because we really get, I get sick of the excuse when people say there's just not enough, you know, uh, excellent uh, black folks out there in tech. And it's like, no, that's a lie. There are. And so basically, I'm helping to, uh, to build up our students and our kids to, to really get them ready. Oh, my gosh. And, and that is so amazing. You know, why is it that you want to do that? Because you could develop your tech company. You could go to meet and do your million-dollar pitch challenge. You could, you know, just keep building your business and, and developing these video games with these diverse characters. But you're really trying to help people like my son, Andrew, um, who are young, who are um, adventurous, who are smart, who have ideas, to learn that this is definitely a field and, and that they can go and grow into. I mean, you already know black women can't just do anything, right? <laughs> we, yes, we, we do so many things um, at once, and, and we always want to try to help the community and just build up, you know, build up our youth and build up our kids. You know, kind of from what I've seen is that there's so many really talented kids out there that may not look so great on paper, you know, but if they had just one or two adults who really, uh, you know, um, saw their potential and helped bring that out of them, man, they could really, really flourish. And so that's, that's the goal here of what I'm trying to do. Um, and also, you know, these kids give them these skills to compete in the global tech economy, basically future-proof them, right? So they're not going to be – they're going to be the people behind developing the tech, which means they're always going to be able to have a job. Right. Um, right. Which, is, which is vital and only kind of grow from there. And what's really cool is that um, I've been able to restructure my financials with the help of some of my mentors, and I'm kind of showing that, hey, you can have social corporate responsibility, you can be mission-driven and have that in the core of your company and still be a billion-dollar company in a decade. Yes. Um, so I'm super, super excited about that and kind of setting that model. I'm glad, too, because this is the thing. People think, oh, well, if you're doing all this social work, you need to be a nonprofit. No, I don't. I want to be rich and help people. And you can do both. And I'm so glad that we are realizing that as black women that we don't have to be broke and spend all our money to help somebody else. We can build up our billion dollars and still help build up our community. So, Jules, congratulations on everything. Best of luck on the meet a pitch. We'll be praying for you. Keep us posted on how that goes. Now, Give us the website, girl, because you always leave and don't give us the website. And then people come texting me and DMing me and emailing me like, how can I get in touch with Jules? I want to I wanna get some more information about her gaming company. Well, you can always find me on basically all the social media networks at Serap7Studios, S-E-R-A-P-H, the number seven, studios. Oh, girl, we love you. Have a great night. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thanks so much for having me. 
his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.